there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one Welcome everybody to the Prayer Revolution. I'm so glad to be here with you today. My name is Doyal and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Vera. And we're also here with a very good friend and special guest of ours, Brajarani. Want to say hi, Brajarani? Hi, Brajarani. Oh, there she is. <laughs> um, this is your daily prayer podcast. We're here every morning and uh, we say a prayer to... Um, center ourselves, reconnect ourselves to our spiritual selves, and then we usually discuss the mood of prayer in our daily life. But today, we have a special guest. We have our good friend, Brajarani, that is here with us. And, um, and so we will say a quick prayer, and then we'll get into just uh, having a beautiful, wonderful conversation and, and dialogue with you. Um, and so, here, Bajaji, how are you doing this morning? Doing great, Baba. Super grateful to be with you guys and uh, looking forward to hearing, hearing and participating as a observant observer. You're so. a participant. You and, you and Brad, you running go way back. You guys are close. She's my, she's my girl. That's for sure. The beginning of my bhakti journey. Yeah, absolutely. She's an incredible inspiration in my life personally and the way that she lives her life day in and day out with sincere devotion and transparency and uh, humble honesty um, is just, yeah, she's like a rocket ship that's blasting off the spiritual world just due to those, those great gifts that God has graced her with. And we're so grateful that she's a part of our community, part of our lives, and that she's here with us today. It's the greatest gift. We can't help but shine when we're in the presence of you two. So I think that's true for all of us. You bring out the best in all of us. <laughs> all right. I, I see where this is going. We, we got we to gotta pause here. We're just going to be glorifying each other. It's going to be 30 minutes in. We've only said good things about each other. <laughs> we got we to gotta, we gotta keep ourselves accountable here. So, but, um, I put a cap on all that, all that uh, good energy and gratitude. Put a cap on that good energy. Come on. Too nice. Um, would you like to lead us in a, in a short prayer before we get going, Vera? I would, I would like you to lead us in a prayer today, Doyle. Like me to lead? You know, I've never led us in a prayer this whole time. Uh, no, yeah, but I know you pray, Baba. I've heard your prayers. You pray like a... I, d I, d like I do a, pray. When I'm, when, I'm not, when I'm not typing during our prayer, I'm praying. Doyle, he prays. He prays like a, the, what I was thinking of as like a thundering cloud. Anyone has heard his kirtan, it, you, you feel your heart rumbling. You feel your heart churning and rumbling and, yeah. and the rain of God's grace and mercy shower down upon you. People who know me better call that passive aggressiveness. <laughs> that, that went over my head, but I, I, I'm still requesting for you to lead us in a prayer. <laughs> Thundering and loud, that, that, that describes it pretty well. All right, well, I'll say, I'll say a short prayer for us um, and then we'll, we'll get right into it. And so um, as Vera always, always, always guides us, just kind of close your eyes and find a comfortable seat. Um, prayer really is a time of becoming present. It's a time of um, sort of kind of checking in with the beating of our heart, with the movement of our breath, with the fluctuations of our mind. Um, and 
And sometimes we can be here, but not be here. Uh, sometimes we can be, and especially today, we can be in a conversation, but not be present in that conversation. Um, and so a prayer really is a dialogue. It's a conversation with ourselves and a higher source. And uh, we want to be present for that. So just take a moment to breathe very deeply. Center yourself. If you're standing or sitting, find stillness. Maybe you like to put your hands on your knees or your palms to your heart or just whatever is relaxed and comfortable. Um, and so, God, first and foremost, um, what's on my mind and heart this morning, I want to just send prayers out to the, all the close friends and families of George Floyd, of Ahmed Arbery, of Brianna Taylor, um, who are experiencing tremendous grief and loss during this time. And uh, I know they're not the only ones. I know they're not the first ones. And as our good friend Jamuna Jaya yesterday shared to us when she was speaking with her mother that these things have happened and these things have passed, but hopefully this time something can be different. And please inspire within us the courage and the wisdom to know how we can behave, how we can act, how we can think, how we can interact with others in a way that can make things different. Help remind us that we have all been entrusted to each other's care. Um, that we are not on our personal journey alone, that we are on a journey together. And that part of that journey, part of the success in our spiritual life, part of the success and happiness that we can experience for ourselves comes when we extend ourselves out to the people around us. And that we recognize our role as stewards of your love in this world to ensure the happiness, well-being, and fulfillment of all of your children, all of us. So let that guide our actions, let it guide our conversations, let that guide our dialogues, let that be a comforting, um, may you be a comforting presence to all those who are suffering and experiencing grief and injustice. Um, and may you lead our words, may you lead our conversation, and Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rajirani, for being here. Thank you for all of our guests for tuning in, for being here. We are glad and grateful to have this dialogue and conversation. Um, Rajirani has been a, one of those people. She's a kindred spirit as soon as you meet her. Um, I'm glad that uh, one of my first memories of Rajirani serving, she would always be serving in the kitchen. Um, coming in, but we'd have festivals and she'd be chopping vegetables. And there was one particular festival that I remember that um, um, Vera was also in there serving and chopping vegetables. And the two of you, you guys just kind of found your way over to the same cutting board and uh, just connected. And I remember like the whole rest of the evening is like we were talking, it was just the two of you were just kind of lost in conversation about basically, I was like, oh, that's it. The, these two are going to change the world. It's over. These two people, you have such great. Um, positive ambition to serve and do others. And I've always seen you in that light, Rajarani, somebody with tremendous talent, intelligence, uh, maturity, sincerity, and capability to, um, to enact change in the world around you. So I'm so, so glad that you're here. And um, I'd like to just first offer you, if you'd like to just introduce yourself to our audience, to our community. Some people know you, some people may not. So maybe just tell us, tell us who you are, where you're from, and, um, and, and what you do. Tell us, tell us a little about yourself, just briefly. Uh, briefly, okay. <laughs> you, you can speak as long as you want. I'm gonna try to keep it brief. 
Well, so I, I heard, this, this particular question, because there's a lot of other questions we want to get okay. to, too. So I actually heard a bit of Jumuna Jaya's um, conversation yesterday. I, like her, am a native New Yorker. Like her, I'm one of six children. Um, wow. I, um, although I lived in California probably most of my adult years and then came back to New York in um, 2012. So I've been back for, for a little while, but I've always, I'm, New York has always been in my blood. So, um, and um, uh, there's so much more I could say, but I don't know what, what questions you're gonna ask. So maybe I'll leave some of that for later. Maybe, maybe um, also tell us what, what do you do? Okay, so what do I do? So after years of, um, of being in human resources in the corporate world and leading human resource teams in the corporate world, um, last year I started, um, uh, Krishna graciously gave me the opportunity to start my business by laying, getting me laid off. And so I started a business helping other people through hypnotherapy. Um, which was kind of the beginning of what I wanted to do. Um, it was the easiest for me, given my training to do. Um, but that's really evolved right now. Um, so what I'm really focused on is helping people to find their divine purpose in life. Mm. Um, and to, so that, that matches up with their gifts and what they're enthusiastic and what, what gives them joy. Um, and to, because many people have an idea of what that is. Most, many, most people don't, many people do. And yet there are obstacles and challenges that come up in the way of that. There's stuff that's uh, old stuff, ways of being, ways, things that are beliefs um, that come up that keep us from actually actualizing, getting to that path. So a big piece of it is helping people figure out what that is and then helping coach people through the stuff that comes up that gets in the way of them really sort of being who they want to be. So I think of it as a holistic process, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Um, and it's really, really exciting because I'm talking to people. I'm not just, I, I mean, now that I'm not working for a corporation, I can talk to people about their spiritual lives and get paid for it, <laughs> which is like a really crazy thing. But it's really a sweet spot for me in coaching is to be able to really connect people because no matter what else kind of coaching I do, if people aren't spiritually connected, the rest of it just doesn't go anywhere for them. Mm. So that's where, that's what I'm doing. Beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um, I, I remember uh, the one time I got to meet your mother, she was expressing to you that she said that one thing she always saw in you, knew in you throughout your life is that you always, always wanted to do service. Mm. He said that was a quality in it. She always recognized from, from very young that you always wanted to live a life of service and so. I think that the, you know, the leaning towards human resources um, is a piece of that sort of serving um, leaders and the employee population is a piece of service that's in there. Um, there's, um, I think that my spiritual life for years has been about service. Uh, so bhakti is the, is sort of the culmination of many years of spiritual practice. Um, but it's, you know, I, I think I, I, Years ago, what I said was it on my on my tombstone. What I wanted to have written was that I helped people who helped other people. 
that uh, I had some people in my life who had, were making huge impacts in other people's lives and I was behind them sort of help serving them, helping them to be who they could be out there in the world, so. Wow. I've never thought what's gonna go on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm no longer planning to have a tombstone, but <laughs> when I thought I'd have one. <laughs> First question I had for you or something that I was thinking, and, and Vera, please feel free to chime in or, or if you have a thought or a question or just sort of just a reflection or anything to share is that, um, you know, I was thinking about, you know, I've, I've been inviting, as, as you know, a number of people onto our show. I've been trying to, I, I really wanted to, um, to, um, to highlight and bring black voices into the conversation that we're having around race and spirituality and, and what's happening in our country today, specifically in regards to, to racism towards black Americans. And um, it's been, it's been, Interesting for me to notice also just the diversity of responses I've been getting from certain people um, that I've been reaching out to, you know, you would, um, and, and um, even, even my own insensitivity, sometimes it may come across and asking, you know, some people have been very honored and encouraged, like, yes, I'd love to come on and speak. Some people have shared, you know, I, I really don't feel comfortable at this time to speak. Some people maybe just feel like, um, um, that um, you know, you never you never invited me on the show before, but now you're inviting me on just because you know I just happen to be black and you want to hear from me at this time. And so people have kind of expressed in a variety of emotions. And when you know inviting onto a show, like hey, we'd like to hear black voices in this conversation. And so I wanted to just hear from you, like when you were first invited to come on here, what is what was your initial reaction, and can you in ways relate to the different ways that people might react? when being asked to come on, because I'm not the only person, you know, people are inviting, you know, black Americans to come and speak on their shows. Can you relate to the different ways that people might respond when invited um, into conversation like this? I think this is a, this is a beautiful thing because, in part because of what it highlights is that our experiences are all different, right? Yeah. We're individual people, our experiences out in the world are all different, the same as you could say for any other, group or ethnic group or this or that, like we, we, we don't experience the world the same. So there isn't a black response per se. Um, and so I love that people had many different reactions because we're all in different places and we all have different experiences. We all interact differently. So for myself, um, I had some of those too. Um, uh, now I, I listened to the show uh, in the beginning to the show, you call the show, what you call this, but to the call, to the prayer call, to the revolution um, in the beginning. And at that time it was, there were no guests. Um, and so I kind of thought, well, you're having guests now because of, uh, because of the conversation, because it's, this group can't exist without acknowledging what's going on in the world because it's affecting so many of us. Um, and so, um, so I did also go, okay, so, okay, so I'm being invited on because I'm black, because I know you guys. Um, but that part of that, I went back and forth between, um, you know, you've never, I've not been asked before to, like they weren't asking anyone before, <laughs> as far as I know, kind of thing, right? So like, yeah, I'm always trying to depersonalize this a little bit because that's, my nature is if I can like find a way not to personalize something I'm going to. <laughs> um, and then um, the other thing is, um, what's my point of view? I don't know what my point of view is. My, 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 I was in a conversation with Kastuba the other day and I said some stuff I didn't know I was thinking. And then, you know, two hours later I was thinking something different than what I said. So I was like, oh, don't like, 
don't don't like don't put this in stone because I'm my thoughts are evolving my what I'm thinking about solutions are evolving I'm 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 trying to learn as well we all are about like what's possible where we go like that this is there's no you know you know, maybe there's some people that for years have been thinking about this and have something codified, but I think for many of us, we are in this trying to, trying to, trying to figure it out too. Yeah. Um, something that one person, um, I, uh, I was, I was discussing a little bit with a, um, a previous professor of mine, a social work at Hunter college. And, um, she, she mentioned something very, um, she said something powerful that really stuck me and struck me. She said, it's a very, and she put this word in quotations. She said, it's a very expensive conversation to have in the sense that for her, in her experience, the emotional energy that it takes to enter into a dialogue because of the tremendous trauma and it's, it's a period of grief. Um, and so I mean, I'm recognizing that in the sense that when we invite um, yourself, when we black, black voices into the conversation, sometimes it might just come across of like, hey, you wanna have a conversation about what's going on in the world today? And it's like, do you recognize like I'm, we're, I'm, I'm, I might be going through like tremendous grief or there's, there's, there's trauma or generational trauma that's being experienced here. And it's not something that like, I'm just gonna, yeah, I wanna talk about, let's get into it. It's like, are, is, do you feel that there needs to be a little bit more gravity and sensitivity when reaching out to invite black voices into the conversation? Because it's not, it's, it's, it's a grave situation and it's something that um, is, there's, there's wounds there. I think it depends on a couple of things too, right? So uh, one is your relationship to the people that you're, that you're reaching out to and what the conversation has been that you've been having with them, you know, up until, up until now. So one person could reach out to me and have this conversation and, and ask, make this request of me and I'd have a very different response than I did with you reaching out to me. So there's, so I think that the, you know, back to time, place and circumstance, like you like know your, know your relationship to that person um, if they haven't heard from you in centuries and this is the first time you're reaching out and this is what you're asking um, understand that you're stepping into something and you might not be as welcome as you might hope you would have been in addition to and and not connect enough with the person to actually get like what's going on so you know the first question i think you know is like how are you doing mm. um, as opposed to um, this is what I want. This is true, period, right? Like that's not, like that's not, <laughs> that's not particular to this in, in what is like find out like what's going on. Taking a ISCON communications class, we're talking about needs, interests, and concerns. Like starting out, finding out what someone's needs are and what's going on, what their concerns are in the moment um, before you sort of move forward with, you know, I need to know more about this. Um, I want to know about this. Like, can you help me? learn about this um, wow that that was powerful actually and it was kind of um what I, I was hearing you mention is that you know the initial response is like hey i i want i, I have a way that i'm going to engage you or i want to use you or come and this is what I'm, i want you to do as opposed to just kind of bypassing and overstepping like hey, how are you doing mm -hmm. you know i mean like you know we haven't we haven't talked or checked in in, in, in a very long time would you like to come be on my podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to like how are you doing and, and and the how are you doing is open right right so how are you doing what's on your heart like those are kind of open because everyone's doing differently 
Yeah. So someone might be in a really awful place. Someone may not like not, not to assume that, that what you're going, what the person's going to say about how they're doing. Yeah. So how, how are you doing? Um, I'm okay. Um, I'm okay. I am, I am, but part of that's me. And I can talk a little bit about that. Part of that's me. Um, there are times, like, I think I, I, I can be brought to tears much more quickly than usual. So there may, there's a piece that's probably um, in the background sort of churning through things. I think the prayer, I started to cry during the prayer. I don't know what you said during that prayer that made me want to cry, you know, but I did. <laughs> uh, Radath Maharaj was on yesterday. I started crying when I saw him. So, you know, this is... Um, so, um, but I am, I am trying to, uh, I'm trying to figure out what I think. I mean, this is, I mean, as, as Jamuna Jaya said, and as we kind of all know, like this is, this, none of this is new. Like none of this is new at all for me. None of this is new. Um, these most recent murders are not new. Um, and my first response when I heard it was, you know, sort of like, damn, but it's not new. Mm. Um, it wasn't like it came out of the blue and I was like, oh my God, how could that happen? No, I've been living in this world. And been, we've been, we've been seeing these, we've been seeing this, like I'm getting, almost getting desensitized to this mm. or since the, since Rodney King, since we saw that, that beating, that was 1992. Yeah. 1992 when someone had a camera, right? And the more and more that, that, we, that, we, that we've had social media and cameras, we've seen this more and more. It's not new, it, was, it wasn't new then, but we're seeing it more and more. Um, and so my first response was, you know, I can't watch this. I cannot watch this. I have not watched it. Mm. I probably will not watch it. Mm. Um, I've seen some still pictures and that's probably all that I can handle seeing. Um, and which I find with not being able to handle more than that. Um, and so, um, and so, I had to figure out like what's like there there's definitely something new and different going on now that may um lead to some hopefulness some moderate hopefulness um but my first response was it's more of the same and i don't know if this is ever going to change yeah well that, that was that was what i was i was i was thinking about you mentioned 1992 rodney king and um, I'm curious, what, what, if anything, do you feel is different about what's happening right now? Um, or what, what could make it different? What could make it different? I mean, I think what could make it different, I mean, I think, I think our response to it feels different. Okay, that's what feels different. Our response to it feels different in that it's been prolonged. Our response to it feels different in that I think in these 30 years, um, while the rest of us have just been going about our business, 
there have been people coming up with um, possible solutions um, that if we, that, that could, at least from a interactions with the police, right? This is not about all racism, right? But in terms of, but let's at least just stop, get people, let's just like, reduce the killing. Um, so there are people who've been actually working on ideas around solutions that are, that, um, that many of us are now seeing for the first time. Uh, but people have been doing this work for years, but it's become, right? So there are, so I think that's different from where we were in 1992. Um, and then this prolonged heat of the prolonged protests, um, I think is also really different. Um, and so it feels like there's a sea change and more people, I think each time it's more and more and more. Yeah. Right, and the people that are out there, it's a huge cross-section. It's always been somewhat of a cross-section. I think it's even more so of a cross-section now. Yeah. Uh, people who are like, we're, we're fed up and this just feels so wrong. Yeah. Uh, and, how, and, the, and, I, and I bet there's some people thinking, how is this possible after Obama? Like, how is this possible that we're still dealing with this, right? Um, and yet, um, and what's different is I think that, um, that the response has been so heavy handed that it has also caused people to, um, to keep the heat to the fire, right? Because there's, there's no, there's, there isn't a conciliatory, there's not a leader with a conciliatory message pulling things together. In fact, um, it's, it's in some ways doing the opposite, but I think in doing the opposite, it's kind of coalescing the people who want change. Yeah. Wow. That just came off the top of my head. Tomorrow, I might think of something entirely different. I just really don't want to be held to this. Before you, you have that written down. Let's get <laughs> Let's post that out there. Quote it. The last week you said. Copyright it. I want to hear Twitter reactions. Vera, I want to check in with you. How you doing, buddy? And I wanted to just see how, how you're feeling about what's, what's being shared and where you're at. and, and uh, um, yeah, I just want to hear from you. Thank you, DG. Thank you for facilitating. I appreciate facilitation. I think it's just, it's uh, such a simple core value at the center of, of effective human behavior is to be able to listen, to be able to ask questions and sincerely want to know what's in somebody's heart and mind and be open and willing to to be changed by that. And so I see, I see you facilitating that for all of us. And, and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to just be a participant in that way. Here's, here's gratitude. Gratitude is Vera's default mode of being. He's really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, beautiful. Um, Rajarani, I was uh, something that you're 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 also mentioning about was just um like um not knowing how you how you feel sometimes or the our response being a little bit different, um, and um, I wanted to know like do you is it sometimes feel um, does it feel overwhelming sometimes like do you feel at times that there's like a way that people how do you, what is the difference you feel between the way that you actually feel and want to respond and ways that you feel, do you feel people sometimes are responding in a way because they think we should be responding in a certain way 
And if there's a pressure that people should be responding in a certain way, does that prevent space for people to actually just be who they are and give time to give space to process and actually just kind of figure out what they're feeling? Um, or that, you know, because so, sometimes we, we hear like um, silence is violence and not saying anything in a given time. And so I think there's a pressure that people feel we need to say something. I need to be posting. I need to be having conversations. I need to be showing I'm a part of this. Do you think that sometimes takes away from the space to just process and figure out how we're feeling and want to give time to react to a given situation? Well, um, I guess that depends on who you are, right? Mm -hmm. um, in that um, no one can take your space, mm -hmm. right? So um, for, you know, for a long time, I didn't say anything about it, right? Uh, my sister recently was talking. She hasn't said anything about it, right? Like, so like you, 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 you take the space you want, you need to take, um, and whatever the pressure there is, um, and some, and that is, and that space is how am I feeling? That space is also like, what do I not get about this? What do I need to learn? What do I not know? Um, what do I, you know, if someone said to me, like, what I've, what I've done is started reading some books, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> go for it, right? Like, like whatever you, whatever that is, um, you know, you, you have to be true to what is what you need. This is, again, this is true, period. <laughs> this is not just about this. Like, you have, to, you have to be able to sort of touch in and say, what, what do I need? And maybe it's not an either or, right? So maybe I can, maybe I want to go out for an hour and, you know, wave a little sign and then I can spend the other 23 hours of the day sort of uh, contemplative, meditating, doing my yoga practice, doing whatever it is that moves energy through me and that helps me sort of um, figure out where I am in space. Um, so there's, I think there's, the world's always pressuring us to do one thing or another. Um, and, um, and it's important to give ourselves license to do what we need to do for ourselves. Yeah. Thank you. There, um, do you feel that there are certain questions that we should be asking at this time? I'm recognizing, you know, I'm just, I'm firing questions at you, this and that, and then the other. And, um, you know, kind of going back to that space of just like, oh, like, okay, this is how I want you to respond and what to say. But do you feel like, is there a question that you think that you would like me to ask or that you would like to be asked? Or is there, is there questions that you think should be being asked? Or is there just a response or something that just you would like to share if it wasn't just, hey, this is just me um speaking um rather than just ra rather than because it, it's it's still like in a space of like you're responding to me right now you're responding to my yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so I, I think the conversation still i mean i think the thing that i that interests me um is um what do we each do right what do what do we have what do we each do and that's and that's a really sort of personal thing right so for me um, or I was talking to um, someone and she was feeling really bad because she's like, I, I'm not doing anything, but she had rented a flatbed truck for some kids who were going to go out and, and do some music at a protest. And she had, and, and she was an adult, so she could rent the truck, right? And she was cooking for them, et cetera. She wasn't giving herself any, any, um, I'm going to use the word credit because that's for lack of a better word, but or acknowledgement that there are, maybe I can't do this 
right? And it's huge. And I may feel completely and helpless against the hugeness, but there is something I can do. And how do I acknowledge doing what it is that I can, whatever that might look like. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, so for me, what that means in part is how do I help people um, think about how they feel, right? Um, because there's, our, our feelings are what we associate with, um, with actual sensory, right? So we experience the world through our senses and then we put constructs around them, right? So if I said to you like, you know, you say, I feel sad. It's like, well, what is that? Like, what's the sensation that you're feeling that you're attaching the word sad to, right? So there's something physically, chemically, energetically going on that we call sad. And that energy needs to move. That energy needs to be in movement. That energy, we need to, we all need to have some practice where we can, where that energy doesn't sit inside of us and fester. Um, and so, um, helping people to think through like, you know, how do you ground that stuff? How do you keep it? How do you just keep it moving? So you're not lying in it. How do you, how do you go to bed in a, in a, in an okay place so you can wake up in a good place in the morning? Um, and so, um, so that is where that, to me, that's part of what I want to be focusing on with people is helping people who are, who are not knowing how, you know, like, what do I do with this? Like, don't sit with this, these, this energies, right? That like, you know, let, let them move through you, dance, jump, sing. Um, I started doing sun salutation in the morning. Okay. I've been doing some yoga, go to yoga classes, Sarah said, sun salutation in the morning. OMG. Okay. Now you all who are yogis and you've been doing yoga for centuries. Um, I just go to class. I don't do it at home. Waking up in the morning, doing some, some, um, some mantra meditation and then doing eight rounds of, um, of sun salutation A. It's amazing just how that just, just keep that moving. Okay. And I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling bad, whatever. Water, water shower and you know just because and it's not and it because the energy can move right you don't have to say i have to sit with this because it's mine so i own it right the energy can move you can keep the energy moving so that so um that's part of what i want to talk to people about today <laughs> and that's what i'm i have a um i've been i have a a, an Instagram page, and I actually just been doing some things about like how do you make mm. how do you make each day a little bit better, yeah. um, no matter what's going on around you. How do we, how do how do we make today better than? Um, and there are like simple things that we can do that in the midst of all this. How do we stay grounded? How do we stay centered? How do we stay connected to our spiritual selves? Um, and um, and and from that place be able to do whatever it is that we want to do be able to educate ourselves more because many of us don't actually understand what's going on and what's been going on for a long time no matter what our color um some of it we've experienced it but it would not necessarily have a theory around it right um, um be out um, if we want to be out protesting, if we want to be out, um, you know, talking to our elected official, whatever it is that we that we want to do, um, to be able to do that from a place of of um, of groundedness, mm. um, and um, 
and not of overwhelm, how to move whatever sense of overwhelm sort of through us and yeah. out of us. Yeah, that, that was um, that was actually when I, I had, that's why I originally got into the practice of asana yoga. I mean, I've been practicing spiritual life for a while since I was 18. I became a monk and I was brahmachari. And, um, but I never really did asana, um, yoga asana. And I mean, yoga asana itself hasn't really kind of just like, it entered the, the scene in a huge way in the last 10 years or so. Um, but um, there's a there's a there's a, a blogger and a um, a woman's right activist and a, um, her name is Glennon Doyle. I follow her on Instagram and she's written a couple books. And Laura, our good friend Laura, email uh, yeah, I was gonna email physically mailed me a copy of her most recent book. Um, but um, she talks about this word uh, remember, and she says you know the most the number one most repeated command in the Bible is fear not or don't be afraid. Mm. Well, and the second most repeated word in the entire Bible is remember, remember, remember. And, um, and she gave this, this, this beautiful definition or meaning of this word remember, not just to like recall something, but she said remember is the opposite of dismember. So to remember means to bring the pieces of the self, to remember yourself, to remember yourself means to bring the pieces of the self back together, body, mind, and soul. And so, um, you know, she talked a little bit about uh, of, of trauma being stuck in various places of our being, whether mentally, or physically, or spiritually, and that, um, that we need to bring those pieces back together so that it can actually move through us, like you're saying. And she actually got into yoga at that point when she recognized having to sit with her body and breathe actually was a like, you know, the, she, she goes through this whole story of just being stuck in this yoga pose, wanting to cry, wanting to leave, wanting to yell, wanting to get, just get out and just having to just stay with it and having that be like this cathartic moment, recognizing like, oh, there's so much, I don't want to stay here because there's stuff here that I haven't dealt with that I'm trying to get away from for so long. I mean, that's the opposite of presence. Mm -hmm. Opposite of presence is that I don't want to be here with myself because there's stuff that hasn't, that needs to move but that uh, I'm avoiding that. And so I think that that um, being present with oneself so that those things can, they, they, sometimes they need to physically move through us actually. Um, and so I, I, I resonate with that a lot of the time. That's why I got into the physical practice of yoga myself. And you mentioned that that was what you really wanted to talk about specifically was. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's definitely one of the things, um, self-care um in these times right so it goes back to the question of sort of the pressures etc like i think we have to each take care of ourselves um and um you know i think that as people are some people are you know trying to understand like what do i not understand or how do i how do i show up as an ally um not just be not racist but what it does it mean to be sort of anti-racist like actively you know um, and whatever it is that one is sort of, you know, trying to figure out or whatever, but to be, to be kind with yourself, with where you are, um, to take care of yourself so that you can actually do whatever it is that you are, that you want to do, um, um, internally and in the world, um, vis-a-vis -vis this. Beautiful. Glad to see you. You're, you're, you're always, you, you, you seem, you look great. You look like you're taking good care of yourself. <laughs> that sun salutation. <laughs> <I gotta say. laughs> 
Yeah, that and yeah, I think that and the the, the chanting. Um, one of the things that uh, Radnath uh, Swami said um, it was in a, it was a, it a call with the Italians um, yesterday, and one of the things that he said when someone asked him about this was that um, you know Bhakti. The, well, the reason I came to Bhakti um, was, and I came to Bhakti actually. Um, right after the election actually um and um the in 2017 um i went to the women's march i was on the street a lot i worked really hard on the election um and it came out the way it did and then i got very i was very involved on the streets protesting and this and that etc cetera, etc cetera, and feeling really crappy <laughs> just feeling like really really just crappy like it's hopeless like we're doing this but what 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 but I, I can't change anything. Um, and at that point in time, I came across um, the devotees and, and bhakti out in, um, in um, Union Square. And, and what I needed at that time was a um, sort of a kind of an organizing principle and a community of people focused on something higher. Um, and this focus on, um, in the Bible, you know, Jesus says that, the, you know, the, the most important commandment is to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and I think that is true of every, that's at the core, the essence of um, every major spiritual um, tradition has that at it, as its core. And so what does that look like and what does that mean? Um, and that's what we have to find ways to share with the world at this time, whatever we're trying to figure out for ourselves, like how do we, how are we this, these messengers of compassion and love, embodiments of compassion and love um, and empathy um, for, for, for people. Um, at, while we do, he said that, you know, it means like figure out what you're going to, what you wanted going to do and then add bhakti to it, right? So that's it. The bhakti is the, is the, is, is that, it's the vehicle. They go hand in hand. It's like a two-pronged thing. So, um, and so this, um, this, you know, what, what does, what is it? What, what does love have me? What would, what would love have me do today? Is that what the t-shirt, the bhakti sent t-shirt said? Yeah, what what does love require of me? What does love require of me today, right? And what is what does that mean in um, in the midst of these times? What does love require of me today? Mm. Uh, yeah, beautiful. We're getting some we're getting some love on our chat board here, and if anyone wants to share some love, feel free to write it in. Or if you have any, if anybody has any 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 questions or reflections or things that they struck out to them that they want to mention, feel free to put it there in the chat board. Um, should I look at the chat board? Because I'm not looking. Because no, I'm looking at it. I'm okay. looking at it. I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay. Focus. It's right here. Stick. Stay with me, brother. Stay. With me. stay with me. <laughs> I I cannot multitask. Most of us can't, but I'm really clear. I can't. <laughs> I that's one of the things that I think of. You know what I mean? I really feel not just getting off topic, but uh, like I'm really wondering if this whole quarantine is like kind of ruining everyone's attention span. You gonna feel that way because it's like. Yeah. I'm, I am now used to not paying attention when I'm having a conversation with somebody. I am now used to staring at someone through the screen while scrolling through something else, while checking something out, while having two, three, four windows on at the same time. And I feel, I ask myself, like, what is it going to be like when I'm in an in-person meeting 
am I going to be going nuts feeling like I got to be checking something else? Like it's kind of ruining our presence and attention span. And that's not disconnected from the conversation we're having. <laughs> it, does, it does in fact relate. Yeah, connect my, connect, you're just going to, I'm going to throw <laughs> stuff out there and you connect it back. You know, because I think this, this going back to sort of asking people, you know, what's on your heart today? Um, how are you doing? What's on your heart today? Um, I think is, requires a presence um, to be open to the response. Um, and I think that, um, that we are, I mean, I, I know I started off just listening to, I was listening to, it was just so much beautiful, wonderful um, information and talks and lectures and such that are available now that, uh, which I think is a beautiful thing. But at some point I realized, I'm actually not listening to this. I actually don't know what just happened. I, I got the entire hour and I do not know what was said because I had a note of its overload or back to what you're saying about sort of not, you know, just learn, just having, beginning to tune out. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's, I think, a particular problem um, to kind of have the kinds of conversations, whether like this, right, which is remotely, um and so because you can because even now right because we're all still stuck or not all of us but many of us if you're in new york still stuck at home um and um and depending on what you do for a living um and so we have to find ways to have this kind of conversation eye to eye and be present even though we're remote um that's the because you i don't think you can ask someone really like how are you really doing if you're not there, because they know you're not there. <laughs> it's like, did you just hear me just spill my guts out to you <laughs> about how I'm feeling about all this? Um, and you were, I don't know what you were doing because I couldn't see it, but you, I know you weren't there <laughs> and you weren't present, so. Yeah, you ever, ever, ever check in in a conversation with somebody and it's like, oh my God, they know, they know. There was a gap in my response. They said something and I, there was a gap in my response. They, they know I'm doing something else. Or ever plan to have a conversation with somebody and you're thinking that it's just gonna be on the phone so you can do something else while you're talking? Like, should we video call? And you're like, uh, I wasn't planning a video call. I had some stuff I was planning to do while we were talking. Yeah, but particularly I think in these times, the kinds of kind of soul heart conversations that we need to have. Yeah. It's important to be to be present for people to really feel like you like to feel whatever that means, whatever messages we get from each other that says this person actually really wants to know and this person really cares. And that's not what people say. It's all this other stuff we give off. And yeah. so we gotta give that stuff off because people pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's about being it's one of the one of the comments here was 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 um somebody mentioned that was beautiful. She said, I agree that silence is violence has been tough. Because so many people are just trying to register what's happening and, and how we feel about everything. And just saying things for the sake of saying things comes out in sensitives and fires up more problems. And so I think that part of, yeah, go ahead. You're going to say something about that. Yeah, I mean, I really, um, so one of the ways I am who I am is I manage the information that comes in. I seriously manage what I'm looking at. I manage, I manage what I hear. Um, I don't watch TV. I, um, I, I try to be, to be aware and yet um, not, I mean, silence is violence. Like I hadn't ever even heard that. 
<laughs> so if that's in the zeitgeist right now, I am below the zeitgeist. <laughs> you know, so I can just be true to truer to 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 myself. So um, don't 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 let you know it's it's um, now. Where is silence violence? You hear someone saying something racist and you don't speak up. And that's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm taking care of myself is, you know, not a very yeah. compassionate response, right? It's <laughs> just not a very compassionate response. But, um, and so, you know, I, I need to take time to figure out what I can say. Absolutely, because chatter is also violence. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, if you don't have- Chatter is also violence. <laughs> What'd your mom say? If you don't have anything, if you don't have anything good to say, like just don't say it. So like wait till you actually have something to say. <laughs> my mom, my mom phrased it differently. She just said, "Shut up." <laughs> and okay. My, and my, 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 my mom actually never said it. She's too kind. My sister said, "You're so loud." <laughs> so okay. So while we're talking, I see you, Doyle, and I see Barbara Weinstock, and I don't, I don't know who you are, Barbara. I or maybe I probably should because I'm really bad with names and faces. But she lives in New York, so you haven't seen her. I see, I see all. I, I see your responses. I'm actually like you're in my face here, so I see your your smile, your responses, etc. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Speaking about energy, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Barbara's one of our daily daily <laughs> viewers. She's here with us all the time. Love her. Um, she also wrote a beautiful comment in the section. Thank you, thank you, Barbara. Um, I, there was a beautiful, um, beautiful comment somebody just wrote. She said, she is wonderful. And I imagine she's talking about you. Said, I'm new here and just happened upon this on Facebook. What is her Instagram account? I would love to follow her. People want to, people want to know what you're up to. So I have two um, Insta, uh, well, no, I actually have three, but the two that I'll give out. Um, so one is my personal one is spring.h. Um, and that one um, doesn't, that one is kind of just picture my deities and things like that. So it's good stuff, right? The one where I'm actually really kind of talking to people about sort of what we're going through is called Hope Springs Coaching. Mm. hope.springs.coaching on Instagram. And so I actually, I think I have like six or seven different videos that, um, that thank you, whoever just posted that, Bryn, thank you so Bryn, much. You're a special um, <laughs> Thank you, I see you too, Bryn. I can see your, I also have you in my face. <laughs> and Valerie and Pat now as well. Just, just telling you who's, who's going across the top of my screen. Um, and so um, at Hope Springs Coaching I, is where I kind of talk about these things. Um, and um, so I've been putting together videos, just trying to share with the world, just um, yeah. some, some things, all, all, you know, sort of, you know, bhakti principles and yet, how, you know, how, how to make all of this as accessible to, to people. Um, in their lives so because we we all we all we all can be better um and um more aligned etc cetera, etc cetera. not that there, not that there's anything wrong with us but we're all going somewhere um and how do we really sync up with um our divine purpose and their and its expression in this life yeah. um, so it's, I love that name, Hope Springs Coaching, because that's a word you mentioned earlier, hope. And that was 
that was the last that was the last kind of question or thought I wanted to ask you about is um uh you want to give us some hope is there some hope here because we were talking about that a little earlier what are some what's some what's some hope you can leave us with something positive we can take with us of um how do you how do you see things going on today in a hopeful light that we can that we can uh, that we can take with us um so a couple of things um so for my own story so going back to coming to bhakti um after the election um so you know what good came out of trump was that i came to bhakti um that's a really crazy thing but that's reality right so krishna says that um that there are four types of people that come to to him and one is uh, people who are in distress so it's an opportunity for us people are hurting there's an opportunity for us to share love with people and to make people's lives better and to show people um how to how a life of living compassionately and living with love and expressing that can and and thinking of ourselves as eternal beings whose purpose is to do that to serve god and to serve each other to love god and to love each other um people are more open to that message than than ever before in 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 ways that people can hear right so i think there's i think there's amazing hope there um i think that um that from a from a i think people are having conversations who weren't having conversations before i think i'm seeing books that exist that weren't there before so there's things you want people can read and sort of learn about and at the same time always be kind to yourself you're doing the best you know how to do whatever it is that you're doing and then you'll read something and then you'll know how to do something better like so but be always be kind with where you are today i think that's really 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 essential um and um and We lose her. Is it just me? Did we lose just her? Oh, it looks like it looks like she froze. Sometimes it's me. I don't know if it's just me, but I see everybody else's faces moving. That's how I know if, if it froze. If everyone's face is frozen, I know it's me. But uh, yeah, okay. where where my hope is on that, I think is um, you, you, you froze for a second on us, Rajarani. Is internet? Yeah, that was me actually. I just saw my oh yeah. Crap, what's going on with you? Can you hear me now? We can hear you, yeah. So just, just back did, it up a minute. Where did I leave off? Um, you were saying, and then. <laughs> what did I say before, and then? <laughs> you, you were just, 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 um, uh, just back it up about, you were, you were frozen for like a minute. So just back it up a minute and start there. <laughs> or maybe, what was left? Being kind with where you are today. Thank you, Brent. <laughs> Okay, um, so being being kind with where you are today, um, yeah, that's really really essential. Then from a um, from a sort of the world around us, racism and police violence. Where's the hope in that? Um, this is where I don't necessarily put my hope in people and things um, because I don't know that I have a hope that it would change. Um, because I think I think it's hard to put your hope in something that's not either God or yourself. Um, because um, uh, 
because that to me that just leads to suffering <laughs> right if you're if you're attached to I, I can't be too attached to things being differently different because i'm 58 um and things are not as bad maybe as they were in some ways and yet and so um and so i don't i don't put my i don't put my my heart into hoping that this is going to change. I've got to find, you got to find someplace else to put it that is rock solid. Um, and the end of racism is not something uh, in my lifetime is not something, it might be something I might work toward, but it's not something I would put my, my, um, my, my heart and my hopes and my dreams on. <laughs> find something else and then do the work you need to do. <laughs> Roger, it's been so wonderful talking with you. I miss you. I miss just being with you and hanging around with you and seeing your, I mean, I've seen your smile right now and getting your hugs. And uh, thank you so, so much for being with us here today and just having the, the courage and vulnerability to share with us, to be seen, to be heard, and to, to, to share all of your insights and experiences and, and voice. So really, 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 really grateful. I'm grateful that this opportunity has allowed us and forced us to have guests on the show. We've been wanting to have guests on the show for a while. We never have because we've been doing Instagram Live instead of Facebook Live. And we can't have guests on Instagram Live. And so we finally, yesterday, figured out how to go into Facebook Live. And we just, so we've been doing it. We plan, I'm planning to have um, guests throughout this week on the show. Uh, tomorrow, I have my good friend, um, Shikala. You know Shikala out in California? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it's be yes. 6 a.m. Yeah. at 9 o'clock in the morning. And so he's like, I'm not going to wake up the time, but I'll, I'll do it for you. He's wonderful. Hopefully he'll lay down a couple of... I'm going to have him lay down a couple of beats. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so for yeah. all of our, all of our, all of our, all of our um, uh, listeners out there on Zoom and on Facebook Live, thank you so much for being out here. These are all recorded. If you want to share them with a friend or listen to them later on YouTube, Bucket Center's YouTube channel, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, it's all on there. So you've been quoted. You've been recorded, Rajarani. Mind. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for um, just take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Be good to yourselves and take care of yourselves. You too. Um, and you know I'm here for you. Anything you need, I'm here. And I know you are for me. So thank you so much, Bridgerani. Much love. Be well, everybody. Take care. And we'll see you again soon. Namaste.